From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Hallelujah, you may be seated. John chapter 12, isn't it? John chapter 12, if you will. Gospel according to St. John, chapter 12, verse 14, the Bible says that Jesus, when he had found a young ass, sat thereon, as it is written, fear not, daughter of Sion. Of Zion, um, thy king, behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass's colt. And these things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered thee that these uh, things were written of him, and that they had done these things unto him. I want to read it again. John chapter 12 and verse 15. Fear not, daughter of Zion. Behold, thy king cometh sitting on an ass's colt. These things understood not his disciples at the first. But when Jesus was glorified, then remembered they uh, these things were written of him and that they had done these things unto him. Today is Palm Sunday. It's a day we normally remember, we bring into our remembrance. It's very important to remember, by the way. What do you think? It's very, very important to remember. Many people forget a lot of things and they fall um, by the side of the road. And so, Sunday before Easter, the Bible says that Jesus uh, saw or discovered or located an ass's colt or located a donkey. Other versions would say donkey. And he jumped on the donkey and he rode into Jerusalem. And when he was doing that, the Bible says that people picked up palm branches and the ladies took their, you know, their, some of their uh, materials that they were wearing. Some of you, you have scarves and things like that. You know, they took it, they put it on the ground, on the streets. And then Jesus, sitting on the coat, you know, uh, walked or entered Jerusalem uh, thereby. There are so many messages about uh, Palm Sunday that I could preach. But I want to remain, um, I want to stay on the Holy Ghost baptism. What do you think? But I want to kind of take it from that thing that Jesus did. John chapter 12, 
verse 14, 15, and 16, um, that is very interesting because one of the things that happened, the Bible says that Jesus did this. You see, when you're working with Jesus, if you're his disciple, and he locates, so Jesus did never own an ass. I hope your mind is working well to understand what I'm saying. These days, people's minds don't work well. You have to say foul cock. Otherwise, it's like you're saying something bad. <laughs> so you have to use a foul to, 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 as an adjective to qualify two nouns. But you're using one, one noun to qualify another noun instead of an adjective. Are you with me? And so, if you were with Jesus as his disciple in those days, and you saw Jesus make such a move, it's like, you, you think about somebody's vehicle was parked, and as you are walking with Jesus, then Jesus gets into the person's vehicle, and then, luckily, the, the key was in the ignition. He starts the vehicle, and he begins to drive. I mean, you wonder, Jesus, that's called stealing. <laughs> And that shall not steal. The, the, the commandments said that shall not steal. The Bible says that the disciples did not understand what he was doing. And up to today, there are so many things about Christianity that many people do not understand. You know, I heard, I heard last week uh, somebody came and the person was saying that, you know what, the church was okay, but he, the person was not happy that they were not allowed to drink water. You see, it's very fantastic if I have to go into water. I mean, it's a few hours that you are sitting here, and if you can't drink water, is that a problem? If I, what the person said is that even when you go to press conferences, even with the president, you can drink water. But unfortunately, this is not the president's press conference. I'm sorry. We come here. We, you see, we are so focused on God that we don't even, we don't even think about, I'm thirsty. You are so shallow. You are so carnal. That's why when you come, you want to drink water in the church. Your attention is not on God. Your focus is on yourself. And you can think about yourself outside, not inside here. You, should, you, should, you, don't, you don't, many people don't appreciate good things. You should go to other churches and see. I was preaching at one church. As I was preaching like this, there was a young lady going around giving water. I said, sweetie, please sit down. She didn't listen to me. I said, sweetie, I am saying, I am on stage. I have the microphone. I am in command now. I am commanding you now. I don't care whether you are part of this church or not. I said, stop sharing water and sit down. She had to sit at the back. She didn't even look at me. She's, you are sitting like this, facing the other side. I said, mean care, mean care. You can, you can abuse me when I can. It's okay. You can abuse me whilst I'm on stage. It's okay. I will not oversee stupidness in the church. I will not. I will not oversee indiscipline. If you don't like discipline, please go to another church. They will give you water whilst the pastor is preaching. And cokes. You can even walk out and buy polonia and come and sit down and eat. There are churches like that. <laughs> Dale, can you believe it? Ah, small time, we can't spend small time and hear the word of God. You want to drink water. 
You want to go to the loo? You want to, you want to pee? Can you not keep the pee for a while? If you're in a, a bus from Stabrook to a, 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 a back, back, back road, will you tell the driver, the driver to stop and you won't pee? You can't tell the driver you won't pee. You got to take the pee to the house. When you come to the church, you... you hello, don't let somebody slap you for me, okay? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So if the church is nice, please focus on the niceness. Don't, don't, don't say... Because the things that you can't handle, it is because you are not disciplined. That's why. Uh, anything that you find difficult in the church, you are the fault. You are the, we don't have a, any problem with what you have. We are very okay. You rather, you are the problem. So the Bible says that the disciples saw Jesus sitting on the donkey and they didn't understand. It, Jesus wasn't ignorant about what he was doing. It was the people who were looking at it, who were watching, they were the ones who didn't understand. And so when you go to Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 and 10, the Bible speaks about this same act in John chapter 12, verse 15 and 16, which means that a prophet rises up and he speaks. Zechariah spoke about somebody who was going to ride on a donkey and entering Jerusalem, and people were going to take palm branches and they were going to sing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The prophet in time past said that that person is the king of Israel. You see, when you read your Bible, you will not participate in National Day of Prayer. If you don't read your Bible, you think it's a nice day. Why don't they, why do, number one, they should give us the day as a holy day first. <laughs> it's a better day than Pagwa or Diwali. So that we can stay in the house and do we prayers. I don't want to go to work when you say it's a national day of prayer. I can't pray at work. Uh, if I'm praying, I have to pray all day. Not some five minutes. You see, you see, God is a toy. People think God is a toy, you know. If you read your Bible, and I'm sure many people don't read their Bible, so when they see these things, they, they, they join, they are excited. We have been praying all the time. Every day, Friday, we come here all night, we are praying. Yeah. So, when you read your Bible, you understand a lot of things. But many people don't read their Bible, so they don't understand. And so, Zechariah prophesied that somebody, and you see, you can scan history and find out that there is nobody who did this thing that Zachariah spoke about, but this one guy called Jesus. Muhammad didn't go, Muhammad was not even in Jerusalem to start with. Sai Baba, Buddha, Malachmi, all these people, they were not in Jerusalem. Salasiai. Who they claim Solomon had a black, uh, Solomon slept with uh, uh, Candace of Ethiopia. Sheba. When Queen of Sheba came to see um, um, Solomon, Solomon had sex with her. So she, when she came back to Ethiopia, she was pregnant. And, and the child was, was is the descendant, is the grandfather of Selassie. Your face, your eyes, <laughs> your mouth. Uh, Solomon had 1,000 women to sleep with. No, he can't. Queen of Sheba, who is you, Queen of Sheba? That's what the, the Rastafarians, that's what they believe. 
the one queen of Sheba went to Jerusalem to meet uh, uh, Solomon. He inspected everything, including his foul cock. And so, I've heard of your fame. So, please, I want to lie down also for you to also, because I hear you have 1,000. I want to feel what the 1,000 he's been feeling. And he left Solomon's presence pregnant. And when he came, he gave birth to Salasia's grand whatever. People have stories, so. It is not in any Bible. It is not written anywhere. <laughs> and don't let people deceive you. We believe what is written. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. And so Zechariah prophesied, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, there's somebody who is going to come unto you, unto you. He is just and having salvation. Having salvation. Lowly and riding upon an ass. And upon a colt, a fall of an ass. And I will cut off the chariot from Ephraim. You see, so people have been watching. Those who knew this prophecy, they have been watching. That's what the Bible says it was. When Jesus died, he rose again. That's when the disciples even understood what happened there. And so I'm saying this to say that we come to church. We walk on the surface of the earth and there are so many things we don't understand. And that is why it is important to look at the Holy Spirit baptism. And last week, I spent my time speaking about the person who also spoke about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Matthew chapter 3 and verse 11. It means that what happened in Zechariah, what was spoken in Zechariah, happened in the, book, the gospel according to St. John chapter 12. And so, John also here, remember we were talking about who is John the Baptist? Is he an Old Testament prophet? Is he a transitional prophet? Or is he a New Testament prophet? Remember we, 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 we look at that, isn't it? And I think that the conclusion was that he was a transitional, you can call him a transitional prophet. Or he can even be an Old Testament prophet because he was not there in the Old Testament. So, John the Baptist also spoke. He said a few things. John said a few things. <laughs> Are you there? John said a few things in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I think it's only Matthew who recorded this. He said, I indeed baptize you, if I'm right. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. So you see that if you understand prophecy, you'll be looking forward to what is coming next. I believe that Russia and Ukraine, coronavirus, everything, I believe that they are all prophetic. We, we have just not found a scripture. I believe, I believe, nobody has been able to explain to me, but I believe, I'm here to find a scripture, that Chinese going all over, all over Chinese is over everywhere. I think it's also prophetic. Oh yeah, there's no place that there's no Chinese. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Chinese is everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yesterday when I was coming, <laughs> coming from the other country, coming back, the, the, the um, immigration forms, the Chinese, they don't understand anything. They pass it on to somebody to fill in for them. Then, they, 
they, they called the Chinese person they are coming to here. And interestingly, the Chinese person, they asked the address. The Chinese person said, can I number two? I said, this guy be one one supermarket on Bell's Road. <laughs> Angelica, if you know one one supermarket, can I number two? What Chinese movie to Canada number two? I said, one one, there's a supermarket right by the Bell's Bridge. It gotta be one one supermarket. Yeah. When I had Canada number two, I, I turned like that. I said, what? That's where I come from. Who's talking with him right there? <laughs> yeah. They're everywhere. There's, there's no place on the surface of this earth that there's no Chinese. There's no country. They're, they're all over. In the villages in Ghana, they are doing uh, their pork knockers. Mining gold in the interiors of Ghana. Cry. Doing all kinds of things. I think it's prophetic. Nobody has found the scripture yet to teach and preach about it. Putin, Ukraine, it's prophetic. Even if we don't understand, Jesus says, when he's getting to the end, there shall be wars. Because you don't understand why Putin is, is killing people. I mean, what, no matter the reason, whether the reason you're afraid of NATO or whatever, you can't kill people. I mean, shedding blood is not a, a simple thing to do. You get it. And then the coronavirus, which some Wuhan uh, uh, virology lab in China, they created something. There, there's documentation on that to prove that People just, it was gain of function, uh, 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 what? Uh, experiment. Gain of function means that you are giving strength to something that didn't have a certain ability in the past. So you, you give a virus that couldn't affect human beings in a certain way. You give that virus power to do it. And that's, they did it right in the, in the Wuhan uh, 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 lab. It's all, it's all part of getting to the end. And, and many of us don't understand it. And when it came, people say it's antichrist. It's anti-murder. It's anti-murder. You're antichrist. It's antichrist. This is antichrist. You know antichrist? Yeah. Yeah. Anti-murder. <laughs> people say, no, don't take it. Uh, yeah. But I'm saying here that the same things that people spoke about, and normally we have 18 years to hear what is going to happen in the future. I'm telling you. You leave this church today, if you meet a pastor, he tells you something that is, that is true. You go to the pastor's church. Because you think that telling you something that is true that a person doesn't know, that is how you do church. You don't do church with prophecies. So. <laughs> you, do, you do church with the Bible. John is here making a statement. He had a lot of people preaching to him. He said, you know what? What I am doing now is just unto repentance. There's somebody coming after me. That person is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. And with fire. I remember the first time we were having a, a, a convention at Hebron. In our Georgetown church. When I was pastoring there. And I think one of the slogans we used was that it is going to be highly spiritual. I met a pastor. I met somebody who's a pastor now. He wasn't a pastor then. He was laughing at that slogan. He said, highly spiritual. He laughed. Because to us here, when you say spiritual, it means obia. It means the other side. 
Show films. Spiritualist. It's like Christians cannot use the word spiritual. But the Bible says that if you are spiritual, if you are spiritual, the Bible uses the word spiritual. So it's Bible I'm using. I'm not using what people are used to. And so John speaks about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which many churches, many Christians around in this, in this, in this diaspora, in this region, many pastors, many churches do not speak about the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They only speak about baptism with water. And if you have been to a church before, before coming here, I bet if you, have, if you were there for a while, you would have been baptized, but you would not have been introduced to the Holy Ghost baptism. You wouldn't have been introduced. Sister Charlie's hand is up. Yeah. Sister Charlie went to a church for many, many, many years. But Sister Charlie's story is even very interesting. Because when she joined our church, Sister Charlene, she did investigation before joining our church. She went to the KGB and CIA to investigate us. And then when they came back with, the, the, the test was negative. Then she says she'll go to the church. And so she came. She used to get this afro hair, big one, and she says, at the back. Face straight. Don't smile. When I preach, I crack a joke. She doesn't smile. I said, who is this? KGB agent. <laughs> now she sits at the back, but except that it's a job to sit at the back. That's why. <laughs> then she joined our church. She got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then she... I, think, I don't know whether she, I think we spoke about it. I think, I think we spoke about it. The church she used to go to, she asked me, the pastor wants to speak. I think she, the pastor wanted to speak in town. So she prayed for the pastor of the church she used to go to. Yes. And the, on the phone. This is Charlie, she's anointed over. <laughs> on the phone. Yeah. Kabe, you got to be afraid of her. She's very anointed. <laughs> yeah. And her former pastor was filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues on the telephone. Yes. Very interesting testimony. Yeah. <laughs> because for so many years she was part of this church, she was never exposed to baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm saying that if you're in a regular guy in this church, you are likely to be baptized with water. But the Holy Spirit, I can bet my life on it that you will not be exposed to it. Because people don't understand the Bible. People don't read the Bible. People don't take the Bible serious. But I'm saying that just as Jesus spoke about the end times, John the Baptist also spoke about a, a time and a season where Holy Ghost baptism is going to be come on. That something is going to be introduced in this world called the Holy Spirit baptism. I love John chapter 1 verse 9. If you can give me that scripture. John chapter 1 verse 9. John in his, in his, in his sermons also spoke about something. John chapter 1 verse 20, 29. John chapter 1 verse 29. The Bible said, the next day John saw Jesus coming unto him because he was baptizing people. And then John said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world. 
the guy came around. It was a very quiet period in the history of the world. And John rose up from nowhere. And he started speaking, started talking, started making statements. Out of which the Holy Ghost baptism is one. Then here, he sees Jesus coming and he says, Behold, behold, the Lamb of God. If you were there, what would you think? Hey, God got, God got uh, animals too? What is the Lamb of God? What does he mean by the Lamb of God? Does he say something in verse 13? This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. So not only did he prophesy about the coming of Jesus Christ, but he also witnessed Jesus coming to me, and he confirmed that this is the person I've been talking about. What does he say? And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel, therefore am I come baptizing with water. Verse 32. And John bare record saying, I saw the three descending from him. Now, what you will hear from here, or what you learn from here is that after he made this statement, John and, I think it was John and what? Andrew? John and Andrew. The, 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 the disciples of Jesus, John and Andrew. They were disciples of John the Baptist. When they heard John say this, right after the baptism, they, they, they follow Jesus Christ. Ah, what are you talking about? We've been following you. You tell us that somebody is coming. He's better than you. And when the person came today, you pointed the person to us. I left you and I gone. These are no feelings, oh. I sorry, I gone. Yeah? John and Andrew were, and the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Because John has said it. They believe what John was saying. So if we believe what the Bible says, if we believe what John the Baptist says, then John the Baptist said there is something called the Holy Spirit baptism. What happens when a person receives the baptism of the Holy Ghost? What happens? What happens? What happens? When John the Baptist said that he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. I don't want to come into the fire yet, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. What does it mean? What does it mean? In Acts chapter 2, preaching shortly, the place is hot. Yeah. I finished just now. So we have a swimming pool at the back here. So if you brought your swimming swimming costume, you're welcome. Yeah, it's in the car. Pascal's one is in the car. <laughs> it's forever ready. <laughs> you brought your swimming tr- trunks. James, I don't know if you brought your swimming trunks. Is it in the bus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we go and swim. Blacker, blacker, right? Blacker at the back here. <laughs> please is hot. Please, please is hot. Amazing. Next time I'll come with the short pants. Yeah. <laughs> short pants. <laughs> it's in the car. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of short pants and, and a vest. What do you think? Yeah. Easter. <laughs> what happens when a person is baptized 
um, or a person receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Remember, John is saying something. He will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with, um, with fire. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says that, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Now, let's go to John chapter 7 before I come here. John chapter 7, and it's very important to write these scriptures that I'm reading. Very, very important. John chapter 7, verse 37. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit baptism, which the church you used to go to, they won't tell you. The church that you live here and go to, they will also not tell you. I know it. Trots, I know it. You can live here and go to the church in tuition, they will not tell you that. I tell you. At a public road. <laughs> in the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, he should bring water to church and drink. Karen, what do you think? <laughs> if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And verse 38 says, He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of the person's belly shall flow rivers of living water. Again, you have to be able to understand the things of the Bible. So 37, 38 speaks about Jesus talking about if you are thirst, if you are thirsty, come to me and drink. I have a polytank full of carbon-filtered water. I'll give you to drink. He says, now come unto me. It's the same thing Jesus told the woman at the well in Samaria. He said that if you know who is asking you of water, you ask him of, of, of water that you drink and you thirst no more. Drinking water is more important than the thirst of life. There's something called the thirst of life. There's something that everybody at a point in your life you will lack or you will miss and you want to have. And Jesus said that, I can give you that if you believe in me. And so he says, verse 39, he explains. He explains. And I need you to see this verse before we go to Acts chapter 2. Verse 39, he says, by this, if you can give me the Creolese version, you have the Creolese version? By this. By this. By this. By this. Max, so two seconds as possible. <laughs> When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit. That's why physical water is not important to us here. After we go from here, physical water can become important. But when we come here, physical water is not important. It's irrelevant. And so he explains it. When he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit. When we come here, we are more concerned about the spirit than about the flesh or about our stomach or about our natural thirst. Is somebody listening to me here. Gavin, you are not clapping. Gavin, you are not clapping. Why well, you borrowed your hands this morning in somebody's hands you carry? 
It's not like some big man at the back of the church in clapping. When he said living water, he was speaking, he was sleeping. Do you have work for Gavin to do? He was, the way he's sitting, he can sleep. When he, when he said living water, he was speaking of the spirit who, which means that it's a person. Who? Who is that? Who are you? The spirit who? Who would be given to everyone believing in him? Everyone, given to everyone believing in him. But the spirit had not yet been given. Why? Because Jesus had not yet entered into his glory. Which means that as long as Jesus was alive here on earth, preaching and teaching, the spirit was never going to be given. So, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then Jesus died. He rose again. He went to heaven. Now, the book of Acts, chapter 1. Chapter 1. We know what happened in chapter 1. The disciples were gathered together in the upper room. They were praying. They were waiting on the Lord because Jesus told them they should wait for the promise. And that is where Peter took the opportunity. And he replaced Judas. Then in chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they... The disciples were all with one accord in one place. You see, and this is, this is what you, you may not understand. When we say one accord, it means that the people who were in that same place, everything they were doing, they were all together in it. And that somebody said, I want to go home. Somebody sitting like this. Somebody standing. Somebody sleeping. Somebody hollering. Everybody was doing the same thing. That's what Guyana is looking for that Guyana will never get. One Guyana is a ghost. It's a jumbie, I tell you. It has, it has no place in the world but in the kingdom of God. Oneness. If you look at how we struggle in the church even about oneness. How we struggle in our homes, in our marriages about oneness. Then you want to bring Chinese, Portuguese, a black man, Indian man. You bring oneness? It's a joke you're making. Nobody can make that happen but Jesus Christ. He's the prince of peace. He is the prince of peace. And so... They were all together. And that's what Christians do. That's what happens in the church. That's what happens in the kingdom of God. We are all together. It's not like, okay, this person can do this and this person can do that. All of us do the same thing because we have the same mind. They were all together with one accord. Somebody didn't say, you know what? Um, I think we've been in this place for a long time. Can, can I, can, I want to go out. I, I think it's, it's too, too long. 240. I want to leave. Can I leave? That is not how Christians in the presence of the Lord, that's not how they behave. We come into the house with one accord. We don't fight here. We don't talk name here. We don't hate here. We don't, we don't, we don't misbehave and, and behave ourselves unseemly to anybody. We come here with one accord. That's where God makes himself manifest. Togetherness and oneness, that's, what, that's, that's in the church. They were all, you see, and, and, and as we are reading, you understand what it means. It is when we are together with one accord, that is when supernatural things happen. That's when God walks in. God doesn't go to places where people are fighting and people are, are backbiting and people are saying all kinds of things. God goes to a place where the people are together. Because he's, he, he's not the author of confusion and he will not grace any place that is not in order with his gracious presence. 
They were all in one accord in one place. One place. Not two places, one place. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven. Like a, what? From heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled like the wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And the Bible says in verse 3, that and there appeared unto them cloven tongues. Cloven tongues. Tongues clothed like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. So all the 120 people who were gathered in the upper room praying, as there was a mighty wind that blew in the room, the Bible says that then suddenly something like, if you light a candle, you light a candle, that, that light that is on top of it like that, the, when the wick catches fire, that, that light, something like that began to be on the head of everybody in the room. Shall I you become afraid of? It's highly spiritual. <laughs> but this happened because they were there with one accord. Better things don't come to places where there is no unity. Where there's unity, you see God moving mightily and powerfully. When a husband and wife are not together, united, good things don't come to the house. If a church has members and they are not united, good things don't enter into the church. I'm telling you. It's because these are preconditions for the move of God. When these are absent, God does not show himself. And there appeared unto them. God started doing something. Cloven tongues. Like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And the verse 4 says what? And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Remember Jesus said in John 7 verse 37 to 39 that if you come, if you, if you are thirsty, come to me. When you come to me and drink, he says that out of your, out of your belly. It means that when you come and drink, then you'll be filled. And what you are filled with will begin to make some sound. He said, out of your belly shall flow. There will be a certain flow. There will be a certain noise. There will be a certain sound. I said, the church you came from, and if you don't stay here, the one you go to, you'll never hear this. I promise you. Kishana, are you there? Yeah. Before and after. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. John 7, John of the 7 says it. If you come to me, you drink. When you drink, you get full. And he says, yes, did I believe on me? As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow. No, no, is that one? Uh, 30, 37. He said, what? What does 37 say, my, my marks? Yeah. And they were all filled. 37, so Jesus stood and Christ said, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. And you all, you all know it. If you go to Jesus' party, you drink, uh, your, your stomach will fail. It's not that party where you go, you drink one cup and then you can't get nothing no more. I refuse to go to such parties. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes when you are traveling Caribbean Airlines, before the pandemic, they just, they open, when you say, what will you like to drink? 
they say, okay, give me a, a, what, a passion fruit. Then they, they pop up the, the fruit account and they pour half. Okay, it's quarter. They pour quarter. It's a quarter. They pour quarter in a small plastic cup and they give it to you. They put ice inside. They pour a little bit. Three or four people will drink from one can of fruit. One can of fruit. Many years ago, I decided that when I sit on that plane, when they ask me, I'll say, thank you very much. I'm okay. Because you disrespectful. I, I can buy at least one fruit I can. I can buy it. I can buy a fruit I can. Ah. Ah. Ah, please. If I, when I get down in the, ne- at the next airport, I can go to a place and buy one and drink. Blah, 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 and then continue. The whole one. Take your juice. But yeah, take your juice. I alright. You know that if you come to Jesus to drink, you will be filled. I'm telling if you know, if, if you understand it, he went to a wedding in John chapter 2. The wine was finished. He brought more wine. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? And so when you come to Jesus to drink, you will be filled. And Jesus said, when you are filled, you begin to experience something. You know, my first experience, those of you who don't know my story, my first, my first outing I went to in Guyana was somewhere on the West Coast. I went to a friend, uh, uh, my guide took me with him to, I think, some village on the West Coast. I came from Virginia and went there. And then we went to see this pastor, some Thanksgiving. You know how guys, we like Thanksgiving. We went to do Thanksgiving. And then he gave me a box of raising rice. Yeah. When I saw the rice, we were raising rice with pot roast chicken. When I saw the, when I saw the, when I saw the rice, I said, what? I only know raisin in cake. Never seen raisin in rice before. I said, well, okay, let me try it. So I took my box home. I was, I was praying that the driver would go home fast. For me to go and eat my box of raisin rice with pot roast chicken. I went home, opened my box of food. Slept. Next morning, I had an appointment in Georgetown to go and view an apartment because I was looking for a place in apartment, uh, a place in Georgetown to move to Georgetown. I went, went to check the place. When I finished, I heard something. (laughs) Hey, somewhere or upper region street somewhere. I said, hey, I've not eaten anything. Out of the belly is flowing. I was walking from uh, by the gardens, upper region. From I was walking to Starbuck to catch bus to cross to go to Virgin Region to go and use my toilet. I think I go to Regent and. Regent and before Regent and before before Regent and Camp before Regent and Camp, I I I sat down at somebody's shop. Like I just sat down. Like that. I sat down. I sat down because I I I was walking like this, you know. I was walking, 
I, I, I couldn't walk anymore, so I sat down on, on, on the, in front of the store. Cold sweat. My stomach was filled. <laughs> Raising rice and potatoes chicken from last night. And I got up. I said, I know that I can make it. <laughs> to Virginia, I tell you. I'm going to Virginia. I don't know anybody. I don't even know where there's the toilet or something to go and ask. I'm new in Guyana. When I got to Starbucks, I saw Demigo. I said, okay, it's like a fast food. They may have a, a place. When I went there, they said, I should buy something for I use the washroom. I said, sweetie, I, I'll buy everything here. <laughs> let, let me respond to this feeling of belly. I'll buy everything that you want me to buy. When I opened, Lord Jesus. <laughs> let me spirit tell me, bye. <laughs> You gotta close your eyes. <laughs> you gotta stop your put your, your 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 hand on your nose like that, and and allow them the 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 the, the, the feeling of the belly. Allow it. <laughs> Since then, if I see raising rice, I say no, thank you, no, thank you, no thanks. <laughs> Once bitten, twice shy. Raising rice, I beg you, please, give me the raisin in cake. All right, not your rice. No, 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 no. 17 years ago. <laughs> so you can understand when Jesus says that if you drink out of his belly, out of his belly will flow something. So the Bible says on that day, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Not raising rice and pot roast chicken. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm sure you've experienced it before. You go somewhere, you eat something, and then it's like, what? Yeah, curry, yeah. Our first camp was like that. We had a first camp at uh, Mother Winnie on the way to the airport. There's a man who had a, a small something. <laughs> Those days, it was not bad at all. We went there, and the one sister brought uh, roti and curry. And, you know, those days we didn't know that, you know, you don't, you don't leave Cori to, you know, stay for a long time. So we, we, we me, me, and Akazuman, our first session, I preaching and teaching until night. Then we were going to sleep. They said, oh, there's Ruti and Cori. It's all right, no problem. Everybody at the camp, come and see. I come in, inside, inside. Everybody at the camp. I tell you. Once your stomach is filled, something got to happen. <laughs> Everybody had a camp. I tell you, our first church camp in Guyana. First church camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cromwell, you, you are there. You are not there. <laughs> only, only, since Lynette Batters didn't get. Uh, uh, uh. But thank God, I had my room, so I was okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to help you understand that when your stomach is filled, if you eat a lot, 
at a point you you you, you <laughs> something once your stomach is filled something got to you see something something you eat too much you can't even walk the, 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 you know I, I, I like my, my breath cutting cutting breath too much food Anthony are you paying attention are you listening you're listening and so they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and as they were filled like we all know then something interesting instead of going to the toilet instead of belging instead of sleeping Bible says that and they began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance so what happens to somebody when he's filled or when he's baptized with the Holy Spirit what happens is that you speak in a language you don't understand you speak in a language you do not understand. You speak in a language you do not understand. Those who came forward last, last Sunday, you realize that when I prayed with you, you spoke in a language you did not understand. And for many people, that is the, that is the, that is the problem in our country. Because people don't understand what they are speaking, they say, I will not speak. Look, I can't speak something I don't understand. You can't understand everything in life. Is it every word we are reading you understand? Oh, so that's why you don't read your Bible? Okay, I understand now. That's why you don't, you, you don't do your quiet because you don't understand the word. So when you are baptized, what John spoke about in Matthew, Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, what Jesus spoke about in John chapter 7, 37 to verse 39, that is what happened here in Acts chapter 2. When they were filled with the Holy Spirit, that is what you call the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you are filled, first it's an infilling, and then there is utterance is given by the Spirit. So you begin to say, bala, 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 bala. you begin to speak in tongues. Now, let me make a distinction here so that you don't get confused. If you go to verse 5, the Bible says that, and they were dwelling, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. Now when this was noised abroad, when this was noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because that every man heard them speak in his own language. This is where people deceive people. Alright, because when you read the Bible, you have to be careful that you don't take things out of context. As much as what was spoken here had meaning to remember, 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 stick a pen right there. The people who were speaking in tongues, they didn't rem- they didn't understand what they were speaking. It was the people who were hearing were the ones who understood what they were hearing. It is never the case that you speak in tongues and you understand it yourself. There's nowhere in the Bible that, that, that we have that. Even if somebody is gifted with uh, interpretation, you speak 
and somebody else will interpret. You never speak in tongues and another. It's rare. It happens, but it's rare for you to speak. Shaita, aita, 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 aita. I am the Lord, I am the Lord, I am the Lord. Mataya katelebekebebe. I am here, I am here. It's rare. It's a very rare gift that you speak and then you interpret. And so, when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit and you speak in tongues, you will never understand what you are saying. So, Bishop, then what is the use of speaking in tongues? Uh, we'll come to that. Just keep coming, keep coming. This is just two Sundays. Keep coming, keep coming. We'll come to that. Today, I don't want to talk more than, I don't want to teach more than what I want to teach today, and that is to understand that when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you speak in tongues. And I think that being filled and you bring something out makes us, if you don't even understand anything, if this is your first Sunday, you don't even understand what I'm talking about, at least when you eat a lot and you, feel, you are filled, something comes out. In the Spirit, there's something like that, that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, something also comes out clearly. Now, raising rice, Portro's chicken. When I, when I went to do number two, I didn't see mangoes and apples coming out. What came out was the result of the processing of the raising rice and the, and the, and the Portro's chicken. What I mean to say by this is that when you are filled with the spirit, you also bring out things that human beings can't understand because it's also spiritual. So the people, Peter, James, John, Andrew, Bartholomew, Mary, Mary Magdalene, all these people, what they were speaking on that day, when the fire, the fire was on everybody's head, clothing tongues, like as a fire was settled upon all their heads, and there was, the Bible says they began to speak, and as they were speaking, they didn't understand, but the people who were hearing, they understood what they were saying. It's amazing. It's only God who can do those things. It is, it is somebody who is properly trained and established who drives a vehicle and hears a noise and knows what is the problem. You have to go to somebody else to interpret the noise for you. Uh, Prince, I know when you hear noise in your vehicle, you just park and you just go down and then you, t- you put on your workshop clothes, you take your span and your tools and you open everything and you fix everything. If you hear noise in your vehicle, the first place is you're going to your mechanic. Because you don't understand the noise. As much, but you are the one driving the vehicle, but you don't understand the noise the vehicle is making. Somebody else interprets the, 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 the sound for you. In the same way, when you speak in tongues, it's not something that you can interpret unless there's somebody there who can understand what you're saying. Because the, the scripture says they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, as the Holy Spirit allowed them to, as the potros and uh, potros chicken and, and uh, what raising rice allowed me to. What, what you are giving, that is what determines what comes out. And it was a spiritual pregnancy, so it's also a spiritual birth. And people were flowing. The first time you speak in tongues, you don't control it. It's after that now that you now have to consciously practice the language the Holy Ghost has given to you. 
as the Spirit gave them utterance. And so, this is one scripture. Let me use a second scripture. Let's establish this and then we are done. When you are filled, noise comes out. If you like, go and drink one, one, one big tropical mess, but uh, a liter of water and see what will happen in the next 10 minutes. On the wall. You'll be peeing just now. If you like, try after church, all the tests that you have controlled, after you just go and drink. You say you'll be, you'll be in line, you'll be in line at the greenhouse. You need to get there, you're trying to find some bush somewhere to get rid of the feeling. Yeah, not the office block. I know it's somebody fresh, otherwise, you will curse the person. You just have to be vigilant. Acts chapter 19. And we close. Acts chapter 19. <laughs> We're closing. Verse 1. Let's do verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? So there are people walking around who have not received the Holy Spirit. Are you there? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. <laughs> and he said unto them, Unto what then were you baptized? In 2021, you don't know about Holy Ghost? So what else do you know? Then he says that we were baptized on we were baptized. John's baptism is what we went through in the water. We went to the blacker. We went to a beach, uh, what, beach 63. Was it number 63 beach? That place is not nice at all. We went to the Demora River and we, we, we got baptized. He said, Oh, splash means and we got baptized. He said, Oh, I mean, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance saying to the people saying to the people that they should believe on him we should come after him that is on Jesus Christ and Paul used to read his bible so he knew what he was talking about when they heard this they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus some people argue here but that's not the point verse 6 and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Just like on the day of Pentecost, like they were filled with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost came upon them like clothing tongues, like as a fire. And then what happened when the Holy Ghost, when they were baptized with the Holy Spirit? And they spake with tongues and all the things that came out because of the filling, they even prophesied. I mean, not only did I do number two, air also came out. I want you to understand what I'm preaching about. And I think you are getting it. Not only, I couldn't, when I went to Domingo, I couldn't sit all. I had to squat. Yeah, but I was, I was happy because, Lord, deliver me. Lose me. Lose me. Holy Spirit, lose me. I, hey, ah, it's coming. It's coming. I'm coming out. I want the world to know. I'm coming. I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> hey, 
excited. And I'm saying that it wasn't just I pass, you pass the solid, and you pass the gas. Yeah. <laughs> solid and gas. And they speak with tongue, tongues and prophesy. That's what happens when somebody is baptized with the Holy Spirit. So, if you don't speak in tongues, it means that you lack the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which you need. I'm saying before this church and after this church, you will not hear what I'm talking about. You will not hear. You will not hear. It's John's baptism people have been following. And John clearly said that what I am doing is Chinese, is Chinese product. The real one is coming. When you see the real one, go for that one. The real one has come and we are still sitting in the days of old. That is why people can't move their church from Georgetown to Canal number two. That's why people can't do things because they are limited because the spirit has not come upon them. There is no overflow. It is a spirit that quickeneth, Remember? It is the spirit that quickeneth. It is the Holy Spirit that does a lot of things. Many of us sitting down here, as much as you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, you don't even speak in tongues. As I've been doing for, since I got saved, since I became a pastor, rather, in 1995, there is not a, maybe a few Sundays, but at least three hours speaking in tongues on a Sunday morning is what I do. Not one hour. Three hours. If I don't do, do three hours, I feel bad. I have to even talk to myself and say, it's not your tongues that will make the church work. But I shut up and go to church. The day that I will sleep and I, the alarm will, will, will go off, I say, oh, just now, just now. And when I catch myself, I can only do about two hours or one hour. I, I feel very restless. But I have to speak to myself and say, that it's not by might, not by power. Get up, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., Sunday, when I was a lay pastor, I said, even if I don't pray from Monday to Friday or Saturday, Sunday morning, I wake up, drink coffee. I tell you, black coffee without sugar. You put it in your mouth, you see that? No, I want to wake up and pray. I speak in tongues for three hours. That's why we're in the bush and we still have church. around and see what can do these things. <laughs> it's the spirit of God. It is the spirit of God. Okay, stand your feet as you are clapping. The time is up. Hallelujah. <laughs> it is the spirit of quickening. So if you are not filled with the spirit, there are so many things that you can't do. telling you. You know, ladies and gentlemen, there's so many things I can tell you about where I come from, where I was born, where I got saved, how things are done there, Christian, Christianity-wise, and how things are done here, Christianity-wise. And you see the difference in the, the two atmospheres, and what happens in the two atmospheres. I'm telling you. Where I come from, where I was born. I was born in Ghana. 
West Africa. I'm not a Nigerian. I'm a Ghanaian. There's a Nigerian at the back. He's a Nigerian. I'm from Ghana. <laughs> I'm from Ghana. <laughs> you, you, you can't tell a Trinidadian he's from Guyana or Jamaica. <laughs> so when you see two black people, we don't speak the same. He's a Nigerian. He speaks different from, from me. <laughs> if I give him the mic, you know that he's a Nigerian man. If you know about Africans. <laughs> yeah. When people want to get married, they fast and pray. Kishana, people fast and pray about marriage. You want to marry? It's Buddy Pop you are in to get married. Buddy Pop. You are dressing and showing your bobby, and that's what you are. You are looking forward to catching a man in the church because your bobby that you have a tattoo on is showing in the church. The heart on the tattoo. You saw the well, you, you saw the wind and you reap the wild wind. Yeah. Marriage? You should go to Africa and see how people get married. All night for wedding, all night for marriage. I said, You is booty pop you are. You know booty pop? You know booty pop? Alright, next week I'll bring one and show you. Who says that? You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. <laughs> Cooks. You there? Huh? Marriage? Marriage is spiritual. Let me tell you. Marriage was created by God. Anybody who wants to marry is like somebody who wants to apply or use something created by God. You need some, an access to God to have access to what he has created. If you don't do that, physically, it appears that you are married and all of that. But the problems behind it. Yeah. Just like when Adam and Eve died, but they were alive. But you don't understand that. You don't believe that it is the spirit that quickens. Jesse. You have to learn. You have to learn to speak in tongues every day. And when I when you speak in tongues, your spirit prays. Because you are not just flesh, you are more a spirit than flesh. It is my prayer that by the end of this series, everybody here will be speaking in tongues. Everybody. This is a tongue-speaking church. We believe in the Holy Ghost. We believe in the speaking in tongues. You can ask yourself, you can ask the Anglicans and the Catholics why they, they, they say the catechism and they don't believe in speaking in tongues. When they say, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church. Catechism. I believe in God the Father, uh, the maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, the only son of our Lord. And, uh, who was what? Who was born of the Virgin Mary? Conceived what? by the Virgin Mary suffering under Pontius Pilate at the end they talk about I believe in the Holy Spirit but when you go to the Anglican church you don't speak in tongues so I'm saying that from where you came from and where you want to go God forbid you will not, you, nobody will teach you about speaking in, nobody will talk to you about speaking in tongues how many speak in tongues you speak in tongues wow that's, that's quite a good number okay
How many don't speak in tongues? You don't talk in tongues. Can I see your hand? Even if you don't raise it, I saw you. So you, know, you don't talk in tongues. Yeah, that's all right. George, Ravi, this Saturday you gotta pray for George in the house. You and Sister Sati and Angelica, you gotta lay your hands upon George. Let him talk in tongues. Otherwise, you and Sister Sati, you come and swim in the black eye. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So I'll pray for tongues speaking next week. Or even during the convention, because we have a convention this week. Alright, I want to close now, so I won't go into that. Wonderful. Now close your eyes, bow down your heads. You are here this afternoon, you are not saved, you are not born again. If you die right now, you are not sure whether you go to heaven or you will go to hell. It's not everything you don't believe that doesn't exist. A lot of things we don't believe they all exist. This afternoon, you want to say, Bishop, please, I want to give my heart to God. I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I want to be a Christian. I don't want to leave the church today without acknowledging and giving respect to the head of the church, who is Jesus Christ, who I actually came to meet and to experience today. I want to live with him in my heart and in my life. You are here like that? You want me to pray with you? Just lift up your right hand and I'll do so. Bishop, pray for me. I don't want to live without Jesus in my heart. I want Jesus to come in, into my life. If you're here like that, just lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Just all right. God bless you. God bless you. I see the hand. God bless you. God bless you. If you lift up your hand, can you please come? I want to pray for you. Come to me. Two wonderful ladies there. A young lady, come. Come for them as they come. you. Clap for them as they come. God bless you. Clap for them. Clap for them. Clap for them. God bless you. God bless you. To you. It's not too late. Come to the front. I want to pray with you. Bishop, pray for me. I want to give my heart. I want Jesus to come into my life. Come to the front. I want to pray for you. Oh, sing it. Come. We're waiting for you. It's a ladies' day. Can you please look at me? You know, these club club people sometimes they say to, uh, Friday night is ladies' night. This is ladies' afternoon. Do you believe that? God brought you here. He loves you. You can't get this at the bus park. Where do you live? In South. You know Andrew Supermarket? You don't get this at Angus Supermarket where you live. Perfect. What do they have at Perfect? Wow, wow. 
Chinese, Chinese. You don't get this at a Chinese four corner. Is it four corner? They win. Jesus saves supermarket. You don't get this at Jesus. You know Jesus saves supermarket? Oh, okay. Where are you from? Perfect. You from perfect too? Where are you from? Island. Where? Front road on an island. Wow. Do you come by boat or cruise ship? Man. <laughs> they understand cruise ship. <laughs> I'm saying that what we're doing here, you wouldn't get it at home. Because as much as God is everywhere, he chooses a place to place his name. Alright, so this is a very, very unique moment in your life. I did the same thing. What's your name? Bianca. I want to see a Bianca in another country the other day. Bianca Blom Blomquist. <laughs> Is it going to eat it? I made this decision in 1989. Were you born? 1989. You were not born. I went forward like this, just like you're doing in September of 1989 when my girlfriend ran away and left me. Well, I got enough stories, you know. Let me pray before I tell you enough stories. <laughs> so I want you to close your eyes. Lift up your two hands, Bianca and the other ladies. And pray this prayer after me from the bottom of your heart. Say with me, Heavenly Father. I am a sinner. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. I believe with my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe God raised Jesus from the dead. And I believe Jesus is alive. I open my heart and I invite Jesus Christ to come into my heart. To be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus is with me. I believe that Jesus is in my heart. Right now, as I stand here, and I believe that I am saved. I believe I am okay. I believe my life has changed. I believe I'm now a child of God. And I believe my name is in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for saving my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.